It's another Sunday in comedy. And as we head towards the end of another year of punchlines, tonight we're catching up with three young crowd killers and one of our favorite Canadian headliners. And together they are Jews going out of business. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go inside the joke. Mazeltoff! My parents were both doctors. Both. Okay. Ooh, yeah. So you can yeah. imagine the pride and thrill yeah. of me going into comedy. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You are listening to an all new Inside Jokes, baby, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, and of course, streaming coast to coast, Canada wide, North America wide, planet Earth wide on the Global News Radio Network. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Because the world's been stuck in 2020, and now your vision can be too. We have our producer, Vince Tedesco, on the line. How are you doing this week, buddy? Loving the new Hakeem ads. Loving them. Right? It's, I mean, I, every time I think we're going to have some Hakeem cell lines that have nothing to do with a pandemic. There's like variant 7.0 gets unleased. So, I wear you know, a global pandemic. Keeps, keeps going. Hand. Comedy is moving along, but uh, yeah, we it's 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 going to be all about COVID for these Hakeem cells for like another two years. It feels like, uh, but we are wrapping up the year, Vince. This is our last show tonight before we head into our annual holiday specials and year in review, and lots to talk about there, of course, because it's been another absolute beast of a garbage fire of a year. But of course, before we do that, we have a special showcase happening here in Toronto that we're going to talk about. It is Jews going out of business, so we have some old friends of the show, some new friends of the show, and one of our old favorite Canadian comedy headliners, the legendary Simon Rakoff, is joining us as well. We're going to find out what's this show all about at Comedy Bar, and, yeah. uh, you know, end this season of comedy and end this weird year on a high note. It is, it is a holiday show, but it's a holiday show for Jews, and that is the name of the show. It's Jews going out of business. That, That's that is the name thing. of the show, actually, because our studio engineer, Loretta, will give her a shout out, was asking us, can we say the name of that show? Yes, they called it that. That's what it's called. It's Jews That's going out of business, brought to you by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, helping you spot hecklers in the crowd since 1967. We'll go around. We've got a full panel tonight. We've got an old friend of the show, one of our favorite headliners who has been around since really the early, early club days in Canadian comedy. Simon Rakoff is with us tonight. How you doing, man? Hello. Pleasure to be here. Last time we saw you, it was a simpler time. <laughs> there yeah, was... well, wasn't it always? Uh, just, to, just to clarify, by the way, you can say Jews. It's not an epithet. <laughs> it's actually what we are. But I, I know, but people get touchy on words. You think Simon. it's a problem to say the word Jews. <laughs> Jews are an actual people. There's That's no offense taken by the word Jews. We are we are here to learn. But yeah, Simon, last time we saw you, you know, <laughs> we were in a studio where you were allowed to see human beings in person and talk to them on microphones. It was a much simpler, happier. So much hugging. So much hugging. Lots of <laughs> hugging, especially this time of year. But we're going to get into what you've been up to and, of course, what this show is all about. Ronan Geisler, the man behind the Toronto Jewish Comedy Festival and, of course, this showcase at Comedy Bar. How are you doing, man? I'm good. How are you guys doing? 
We are good. We're going to find out what the show is all about. Of course, there's a couple other comics on the lineup. You got a full bill for this show. We got a couple of them with us right now. Laura Lebo, also haven't seen since studios and pre-pandemic days. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. Thank you. You know, you guys all look like... <laughs> By the way, we can see you on Zoom. You all look like you've gotten used to this. You all have your home studio setups and your mics and everything. It looks like you're just always on Zoom recording stuff. And that's the world we live in now. And of course, last but not least... Never joined us on the show, but another favorite young comic of ours, Jacob Belshin. How are you doing, man? It's great to be here. I'm excited to see you again. Via <laughs> <laughs> Zoom. Never in person. I think I've seen none of you in person in like three years, but that's fine. Uh, so we'll go around and figure out what this show is all about. Uh, Ronan, I mean, you put this whole thing together. The festival itself and these shows you've been producing. I mean, you've been at this for years. I think you kicked that off in what? Maybe 2015, I would say. I think 2016, 2017, five years now. So there you go. I mean, and what I was curious about, I mean, yeah, Comedy Bar only really recently reopened in the last couple months. And I mean, shows have been packed. Audiences very much have been missing this stuff. Everything has been selling out enough so that they're opening a second location and, and everything's filled up. For you bringing this show back, I mean, did you dip into the online stuff? Did you, was there an online presence last year of the Toronto Jewish Comedy Festival? Or have you been kind of waiting till this time? Um, we did some like we did like a joke seminar for like a synagogue, but it didn't really work out. It was just like old Jews telling jokes to one another. So we weren't really teaching anything. So it's pretty good, but it's like really hard to do, I guess, like stand up like online. I think there was that competition that another synagogue did. We took place in that where they showed videos of like previous stand up. I think yeah. Laura Lebo, you were in that, right? Uh -huh, uh -huh. And then other than that, we haven't, we haven't been doing anything really just like waiting to go back live. How much are old jukes, uh, old Jews telling jokes to one another? Like, what do the rabbis say to the moyo? Like, type of stuff like that. But I'm bumching. It's just mostly just them complaining about, like, you know, going <laughs> to like the store, returning stuff. It just complaints. Gotcha. <laughs> like our our crowd is like a lot of like older Jews. So like, okay. our demographic for our shows are probably sixty five to ninety five year olds. So and old their school. parents. Yeah, <laughs> and, and their, their parents. <laughs> Crowds who think Simon is like a bad young comedian. That's <laughs> yeah. Exactly. They look at me and they go, this is a fresh face. This kid, this kid has a lot to say. What, I mean, what, what kind of a crowd are you expecting for that? I mean, it's Boxing Day, it's Comedy Bar. I mean, again, we've really, pretty much every independent producer that did come back after all this and start producing shows at Comedy Bar again, it's been packed. It's been selling out. I mean, audiences very obviously were craving this and have been yeah. missing live comedy especially this time of year. I mean, after another haymaker of a year, once again, with so much crazy things happening in the world and in the comedy world, especially, how perfect of a time is this to have this during the holidays? I mean, do you think this is more just going to be a celebratory thing? Yeah, I try to make this show like a tradition. We always did this at Comedy Bar right before COVID. So every year we do like, you know, all the juice for Christmas, you always get Chinese food on Christmas Day. So I figure on Boxing Day, we'll have like a comedy show and we'll call it, you know, Jews going out of business. Which we kind of did for the past is, two years. Uh, mm. The joke is that the Jewish civilization is 5,700 years old. Chinese civilization is 2,700 years old. Where did Jews eat for 3,000 years? <laughs> <laughs> 
You just have those numbers on lock in your head, Simon. Yeah, you're killing it tonight. Good I'm not. You. I'm not like you kids with it all in the phone. I actually have to know things. I am a kid. Thank you for saying that. Of course, Dean. You are. Dean, you, you called Jacob a young comic and uh, yeah. pointedly didn't call me one. I well, mean, you both are all kids to me. Thank you, Simon. I, I started in 1978. Oi. Which, yeah, by the way, Simon, I mean, we've we've had you on the show again. It's a couple of years ago now before all this craziness hit the fan here. But yeah, we've we've talked to you at length about that in the past. How, yeah, you were part of that first wave of Canadian. Can we use the word wave anymore? I don't know. But for, part of that formative group of Canadian comics, you know, when Yuck Yucks was just starting out and clubs were a brand new thing and the Canadian stand up scene was really being born. You were around back then. I mean, it was you and I Kenny sure and, and all, all these guys. Right. And, and of course, the late, great Mike McDonald. For you, I mean, at this point, you've seen, you know, social media become a thing and digital platforms become a thing and all these different changes over the years and generation after generation of new comics. Even you, I mean, you've been at this 45 or so years now in the game as a headliner. You couldn't have predicted anything like this. I mean, how strange of a time was this for you as somebody who's you've been on the club stages for decades? It was brutal. It was brutal. I, I mean, I say comedy is not a job. It's a personality disorder. This is, <laughs> this is me going without my fix for the first time in forever. I mean, I've never go without doing a, at least one set a week. Yeah. And this has been horrifying. I mean, like, you know, you see those scenes in movies where they, they tie the heroin addict down and make him just, you know, wean off and he's shaking. Yeah. That's what it's like. Only there's no upside at the end <laughs> well did you did you dip into this stuff at all i mean i always go back to early on in the pandemic we talked to angelo sarukas and he said you know i've been at this 30 plus years never in a million years would i have ever thought to touch instagram or tiktok or zoom or any of this stuff but he out of necessity moved over to those platforms and loved it he said i found this whole new audience did you dip your feet into that at all not particularly because no. for me i'm not about my career at all for me as i said it's a fix yeah. So if I can't hear them laughing, it doesn't really matter to me that I'm not doing it. You know, I do it for me, not them. I mean, to be perfectly frank, yeah. <laughs> you know, if I don't get that response, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, I was in that contest, too, that Ronan mentioned, um, you know, but that was just a video of me from the past. And I mean, I won, so I got money. But <laughs> there was no comedy. There was no comedy thrill to it for me, you know. It did, I think, for a lot of comics, really feel like sort of a placebo doing this stuff. But anyways, we're going to get into more of that, what this showcase is all about, and what else you comics have been working on. Full panel right here. It's Jews going out of business on Inside Jokes. We'll be right back. This is Jacob Mother Effin' Balshin from uh, his mother's wound. Uh, you're listening to Inside Jokes. Discreet, but there were so many people you just had to meet without your clothes. And everybody knows. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, everybody right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Brought to you, of course, by Hakeem Optical and by Ivermectin. Vaccination's not for you. Try the horse dewormer Ivermectin. The horse dewormer. That works. We're really reaching for new sponsors in the new year. We have a full panel. We're talking Jews going out of business. We have Jacob Belshit, Laura Lebo, Simon Rakoff, and the man behind the operation, Ronan Geisler. 
all on the show. One thing I wanted to pick your brains about with this showcase and how much this material re revolves around this. One thing we talk about a lot on Inside Jokes and I've, I've always sort of tried to figure out is why exactly comedy is so hardwired into our DNA as Canadians. It's like our gross national export. It's such a part of our national cultural fabric. Just that's what we do in this country is comedy for some reason. But talking about this show, I mean, you have a full panel of Jewish comics. You're talking about Jewish material. That's the audience you're bringing in. Why is it, do you think, that comedy is so inherently tied in with Jewish identity and Jewish culture? Because, I mean, if you go back to the very, very beginning of stand-up, stand-up is one of those art forms that's uniquely North American. I mean, it was Jewish immigrants that really started it coming into stages in New York and Chicago. It's one of those things. It's like jazz and baseball. It was born here. It was immigrants who created it. And it's a huge part of the Jewish identity. Why is that? Like, why do you think that comedy comes from that background so much? And I'll throw that to anybody. I mean, Jacob and Laura, especially as comics who've been at this for the last few years. Why do you think that that's so tied in with like the Jewish identity? Because we complain. <laughs> We're entitled to talk all the time. <laughs> yeah, We're that's right. And loud. Every one of our aunts is annoying as fuck. <laughs> I don't know if I'm to swear. It's very annoying. We we just have been complaining, and then Christian people thought we were joking, so we were like, "Yeah, sure, it's a bit," you know. Uh, I would suggest, in fact, that the Jewish and the Canadian thing is pretty much the same, mm -hmm. because the whole point about comedy is it's an outside perspective on something, right? right? If you think of if you think of those old you know sayings like comedy is comedy is tragedy plus time or distance well if you're an outsider which canadians are to the the real culture of our continent yeah right? i mean we're seeing things in a different way because we see it clearly but we're not actually part of it and jews have always been that way in every society because we're always a tiny minority living amongst but not with you in the same way Right. So it makes sense that comedy would be natural for those both those groups. So Jewish Canadians, it's like a comedy superpower. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's like this sense of like belonging, I guess. Right. Because you're in this. But because it, it really was. I mean, Jew Jewish people were the ones who really created that form of stand up. It was like on old vaudeville stages. And that was the first people, you know, slinging punchlines in basement clubs and on theater stages and all that stuff. I think for Canadians, it's because we have this sort of identity crisis because yeah, we're sort of like this weird middle stepchild between the U S which is right next door and British comedy, which is a huge influence on us. And we're always trying to sort of figure ourselves out. I would say about Jews too, that uh, Yiddish like Jew, which is a Jewish language is an inherently comedic language. Like there's a lot of like allegory and metaphor and really like weird sayings so I think also in that way, it's it is built into our language, too, you know, and all of our grandparents, most of our grandparents spoke some Yiddish, then our parents spoke a little less then we speak even less. But I think it's still like part of our brains a little bit. Yiddish was my mother's first language, in mm. fact, before English. And for example, sarcasm is built into Yiddish. Uh, if somebody's an idiot, you call them a chacham, which yeah. literally translates as smart but never means smart. <laughs> it's the Einstein joke, you know? Hey, right. Einstein, when you say that, it never means you're really smart. It means you're the opposite of Einstein. You're an idiot, right? Nice guess, Einstein. Where yeah. Did you it out? Sherlock. That's a Jewish thing. It's just been translated into the 
wider humor language. Do you think part of it, too, is sort of like a defense mechanism? I mean, you know, there's that old adage that great comedy is always born out of some sort of struggle or tragedy. So, I mean, yeah, you did have these waves of Jewish immigrants coming to North America who were all escaping something. They were getting away from something. They were being persecuted somewhere. So part of that is sort of born as like a defense, almost like a reaction to things, like being able to take the power out of something by making light out of it. Well, comedy is always the only power of the powerless, you know? Mm -hmm. If you're being bullied by somebody much bigger and stronger, the only thing you can do is make fun. You don't really have any other weapon. Yeah. I play jazz. <laughs> <laughs> Donna, you are spitting hot fire tonight. I'm loving all these bits you got. This, right. is how, this is how prevalent comedy is in our community. Laura, I've known Laura since I was a kid. She came to my sister's bat mitzvah. And I did. did. I wasn't invited, but I showed up. You were there. Nice. I was so, there. Did you get so a my cousin? Another comedian dated my cousin. I think that's just like everyone's dating my cousins. <laughs> how much? <laughs> that's how prevalent your cousin is in the comedy community. Pardon? <laughs> that's how prevalent your cousin is in the comedy community. Oh yeah, my, and my brother gets around. We're really getting around. <laughs> <laughs> how much? I mean, Jacob and Laura, especially. I mean, comics who have been at this more in the recent last few years. How much does your background play into your material now? Because one thing that's happened with a lot of comics after the pandemic was, you know, you live in a city like Toronto, comedy, stand-up is such a lifestyle gig. It's a grind. It's a hustle. You're out there every single night trying to hit as many mics as possible, running all over the city. It really absorbs your entire life. A lot of comics with everything going on pause, you sort of had this forced downtime where you had to be around family and friends mm -hmm. again and sort of remember who you are off stage and sort of it was this forced kind of getting to know yourself again. Do you think that's going to give you both a new perspective now going back to doing shows all the time coming out of this time where you actually had that forced time away from it? Uh, let me first just say as Jews, we are always forced to be with our families. That's not a, <laughs> a pandemic specific thing. Um, but I have found I don't know, there was a period of time like when I first started comedy, I, I didn't want to lean on the Jewish thing. The older I get, the less I can help talking about being a Jew. I'm not even um, trying. It just happens. You get more and more Jewish every year. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it, what it is, but I talk about being Jewish a lot. And he won't say it about himself necessarily. I don't know. But Jacob has been writing some amazing uh, material lately about Jews and about being a Jew from my perspective. Is this, Jacob, is this show, is this going to be like a new spot to sort of workshop some of that new stuff for you? I do like this show is a chance uh, to do some stuff I can't usually do for an audience. Like that's very inside baseball that I would never do for a larger like group in a, in Oshawa or, you know what I mean? Like I would never <laughs> right. do it on the road. It is one of those. I mean, we were talking last week to Freddie Rebus and Catherine Nyker who both do these NBA and WNBA podcasts because they're comics who want to talk about that stuff on stage. But if you go into a club and start doing basketball material, you might be talking to one table and ruling out the rest of the room. Yeah. Is it kind of a similar thing where it's like, okay, this is a spot to actually, you know, the exact crowd, you can do this stuff that normally you probably wouldn't do at another night at comedy bar or yucks or something, because you don't know if it applies to the whole room or not. Yeah, like Ronan said, the audience is mostly 60 to 90-year-old Jewish people. <laughs> yeah. They're definitely curtailing your uh, material. Uh, yeah. Not so much uh, sex material and more so wholesome uh, 
you ever been on an airplane material. And they're going to complain. They always complain <laughs> after every show. I get a lot of emails, no matter what. You, do you do, I like... always say Jews are never an audience. They're always customers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ronan, do you do like common I... cards oh. or anything? Oh, um, don't do that. No. <laughs> no. All shows to do it at. No. Yeah. Ronan, I mean, well, putting... Oh, sorry, Simon. Well, writing on both sides, comment cards. That's what that would be. <laughs> yeah. A lot of reading it would entail. Jews will find a, a something that functions as a comment card no matter where they are. Whether there's a comment card or not, we'll find a comment card. I, I do. Ronan, what are some of the complaints you normally would get? Like, what's one that always pops up? I had, um, the first year I did it, I had um, John Steinberg. Yeah. Um, he had line. And he did a he did a weed joke, but he used the word flowers. And some woman sent me an email, like a paid song email. She's like, "What are flowers? I like the show." But he was talking a lot about flowers. What are flowers? So that was a weird one. Is that a complaint or just a, a confused woman? It was yeah. a confused complaint. And then okay. I I had one where he like critiqued all the comedians and he hated <laughs> all of them. And he's like, "This is my third year coming to the show," but they keep coming back. They keep coming back just to part. complain. Yeah. Just to it's complain. The same. They go to the same restaurant every day yeah. and, and whine about it. This is yeah. the, way, the nature of it. <laughs> I hate this soup. Bring me another bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would, I would pay just to see John Steinberg talk to a room full of 65 to 90 year olds. <laughs> that alone is worth the ticket right there, I would say. Because for those listeners who don't know John Steinberg, fantastic comic very much an acquired taste at the same time. He's very, a specific taste for sure. You could certainly hear the other comics laughing. Yeah. yeah. Show. Yeah. <laughs> Ronan, do you think, I mean, yeah, bringing now that comedy bars back, you're bringing this show live again, you're doing these self-produced showcases again. Do you think this is going to be a right time going into the new year for, for producers to start opening new rooms and doing things again, because audience has been hungry for it. But one thing that's happened in Toronto we were so oversaturated before with open mics and bar shows and all this stuff. It's sort of this going to be this new growth thing where the audience is there, but a lot of our heritage rooms and a lot of the regular shows didn't make it through the other side. I mean, you know, not all the sea turtles survived yeah. the swim. Do you think it's going to be a, a good time now to start rebuilding this stuff? Yeah, I think it's a great time. I feel like there's a lot of new rooms that opened up. I feel like there's a lot of new comedians that are like in the scene now. I feel like it's a whole like, refresh of like the whole comedy scene like there's rooms that didn't exist before they're like regular rooms there's like no fancy room there's one on Bloor and Osington there's like another queen room or something so there's all these new rooms they're in the scene now a lot of fresh comics and I feel like it's it's a good like cleanse you know it's like a good like new next wave of comedy that's in the city and I think too I mean well Jacob we'll go to you with this one I mean comics for the last few years I mean wait pre-pandemic but Comics just learned more and more how to be social media savvy and sort of build their own audience and brand themselves. And slowly there's been this thing happening where the gatekeepers that were sort of there in Canadian comedy before didn't hold as much power as they did. Like comics were figuring out ways to release their own albums and build their own tours and all this stuff, especially now for a year and a half when people have been using nothing but social media to build all this stuff. Do you think it's going to be easier now for upcoming comics to just sort of do this stuff on their own? For sure. I'm uh, I go on the road with a comedy tour. We're called J&T. It's me, my friend Andrew and a guy named Che Dorena who completely blew up over the pandemic. And now that we're like yeah. on tour, 
it's interesting to see like he's completely famous like he has fans in the middle of nowhere alberta he gets recognized and that's it it's not possible like through gatekeepers to get that in this country like they passed up on him but three million people seem to really love him so it's it's now our chance to do it ourselves which is very nice i mean would you before we go to break i mean laura does it feel the same for you i mean do you when you started out, I think for every comic, the whole thing was like, get on those couple of major festivals, get somebody from the club to look at you and sign you. And that's it. That's your way in. Do you feel like it's less pressure to go through those traditional routes now? It's less and more. <laughs> it, yeah. It's, it's yeah. It's more in the sense that uh, now there, there is this specific alleyway you can take. So if you're not great at it, it becomes even more stressful um, it's also liberating at the same time, for sure, that that's on the table. But you, you have to be good at translating your particular brand of funny uh, to social media, which is a challenge. That is for sure. It's, a, it's sort of like a whole other art in itself. And I mean, as Simon was saying, some comics need it and thrive on it and adapted to it. Some comics like Simon are just you're looking for that live crowd and that's the that's the rush. That's the hit. And if that's not happening, that's it. Uh, we're going to come back with more of our panel, more Jews going out of business right here on Inside Jokes. We'll be right back. This is Laura Lebo from Jews Going Out of Business. You're listening to Inside Jokes. He's a man among men, the people's champion. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby! We are talking Jews going out of business live at Toronto's famous comedy bar this Boxing Day, December 26th. We got a full panel. We got Jacob Belshin, Laura Lebo, Simon Rakoff, and the creator of the Toronto Jewish Comedy Festival, Ronan Geisler. I wanted to ask, too, like, what's, what's some of the material you are getting into on this show? Did any of you feel sort of, like, getting more political right now than you normally would? Because we're coming out of a strange time post-pandemic well i want to say post-pandemic but there, there's no, it's, a not, not ending, it's never ending there's a new update every day but also it's a strange time culturally i mean we're coming kind of out of the post-trump era here where anti-semitism not that it ever went anywhere but sort of became in vogue again there was a lot of there was almost like this like freedom for white nationalists to come out and start just openly saying this crazy stuff that they've been thinking the whole time and it was like supported and bolstered and it's a part of the culture now has that bled into any of your comedy do you feel a, a pressure sort of to address politics in a way that you probably wouldn't have before on stage jacob's already laughing He's been, you made it sound here. like like has white nationalism bled into your comedy <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm super all right ever since the pandemic and did, is it something that any of you like have addressed in your comedy or sort of feel the urge to do because it's just something that's out there front and center in a way right now that it kind of wasn't a few years ago in a lot of ways the real problem i see is that those people never go to the shows yeah, you know, you're yeah. basically <laughs> preaching to the you're preaching to the the uh the enlightened as a rule at a comedy night so from my point of view it's too easy to go after that in any sort of meaningful way because 
They're not there. <laughs> You're yeah. Well, they're probably going to this going show <laughs> for sure. I mean, and Laura, frankly, you... as far as the rise again in in open anti-Semitism, nobody I know who's Jewish is even a little bit surprised. <laughs> you know, all the all the outrage and shock about it comes from the non-Jewish uh, pundits and media and friends who are like, "Really, this is horrible. This is awful." Whereas everybody Jewish I know goes, "I'm not surprised. There's always yeah. there." Well, and it's sort of this thing where, you know, as comics, you want to look at this stuff and go like, okay, well, this, you know, this is ripe to tackle this stuff and there's something to be said here. And then on the flip side, one thing a lot of comics have been struggling with is the fact that people have been stuck at home for a year and a half reading all this stuff 24-7 and probably want to go to a comedy show to escape that. So it's like, do you tackle these things as comics because that is the job at the end of the day? Or do you want to just give people a show that's going to actually give them some escapism, especially over the holidays, and shut that stuff off for a night? I mean, Laura, has this stuff worked its way into new material for you at all? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the way I operate is I write whatever comes to me. Like, I'm not going to sit down and make a concerted effort to write about anything. Um, And uh, recently I have just been wanting to write about, like, escapism i think i think the best thing you i think the best way to hold like truth to power is to be successful like i think if you do well and you're funny uh then you make jews look good and that's a success you know what i mean that's how i look at it that's fair that yeah that's fair enough ronan i mean what for you does this show feel like a different animal than it would have been two, three years ago. I mean, you had the run of these shows for years and then the pandemic hit. Does this feel like a different thing coming back or is it sort of like old hat for you now? Does it feel like the show that you were producing pre-pandemic? I feel like it's a bit it's similar to like the show from before. Similar crowd. Hopefully most of them are still alive. And, you know, <laughs> they'll come. There'll be some new people. I don't know. It's been a weird pandemic for me. Like I definitely have some new material, new stories. Like I, I became a grandpa during this pandemic. A grandpa, become, like super weird, yeah. Whoa, um, Muscle tub. Yeah, thank wow. you. So I, I don't even have any kids, but I became a grandpa. Like my girlfriend has a kid. Okay. Her kid got pregnant and then gave birth, so I'm basically like a grandpa. And she moved to Hamilton. Actually, she's in Hamilton now because everyone under forty is a grandparent in Hamilton. Apparently, yes, I dated somebody <laughs> so, with a child in Hamilton yeah. too in my twenties, and yeah, that's true. I, I do like, by the way, Ronan. <laughs> Thank you for the scientific explanation there. Like they like, <laughs> yeah. see, they had a kid, and then what happened was their kid had a kid, so therefore they're a grandparent now. Yeah, How's the kid she, calls. I mean, I'm a booby, or is it the, the Zadie? I'm a Zadie, basically. Who's Zadie? You're yeah. a Zadie. Have you touched on that at all in comedy yet, or what? Um, yeah, I talk about how my parents are disappointed in me because they want to be grandparents, and I beat them to it. So you know, <laughs> I just keep upsetting them. <laughs> I thought out of all the things I was expecting you to say, I thought it was gonna be like, yeah, we're gonna see how it sells and do more of these shows and do it more regularly. Like, no, I became a grandpa. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're like 30 something years old. You became a, I wasn't seeing that coming, that's for sure. I did yeah, touch did I. on something interesting, which yeah. is that you know, Jews have long dominated comedy, and yet everybody in comedy who's Jewish is a huge disappointment to their parents. Yeah. <laughs> well, for you, Simon, okay, I mean, now, 
I mean, comics like Laura and Jacob, I mean, you could be doing five different things. And I mean, you're you're putting your stuff out there on social media and you're building your own audiences, blah, 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 blah. But Simon, when you were in the early days of clubs and, you know, back when the only thing to do was play clubs and go out there and be a road dog, what were your parents' reactions to that when you said, this is what I'm going to do with my life? And it wasn't even really a thing in Canada yet at that time. I still haven't told them. <laughs> <laughs> my parents, my parents were both doctors. Both. Okay. Ooh, yeah. So you can yeah. imagine the pride and thrill yeah. of me going into comedy. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do, right? You got to follow the dream. Absolutely. That's it. All right. We're going to come back and wrap it up with our panel. Find out what else everybody's been working on, where you can find their stuff. We'll be back with more Inside Jokes. This is Ronan Geisler from the Jewish Comedy Festival. You're listening to Inside Jokes. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We are talking Jews going out of business this Boxing Day, Sunday, December 26th at Toronto's iconic comedy bar. We got a full panel tonight. Uh, I wanted to go around before we find out what you've all been working on and where people can find your stuff, who some of your influences in comedy were and were they Jewish comedy influences? I mean, Simon, that's an interesting question for you because again, in Canada, at that, when you started out, it was really you and your friends that were sort of figuring this stuff out as you went and all sort of started together. Was there somebody that you considered to be sort of a trailblazer for you, though, in Canadian comedy? No, not in Canadian comedy. <laughs> but I mean, but I mean, well, because there was no Canadian stand up. I mean, the only one I can think of is Dave Broadfoot. Right. Who was yeah. still more like a sketch guy and doing characters or Don Harron from uh, did Charlie Farkerson. Remember? Yeah. But no, there was no, I mean, there was no Canadian scene, but bear in mind, I'm not so old that I didn't have television. I mean, <laughs> and albums of comics. I yeah. no, I was influenced by the Americans uh, and a lot of a lot of Jews. I mean, you know, I, I was always a huge Jack Benny fan. I just thought he was right. he just had that down. But Woody Allen, I would say his stand up was my main influence when I first started writing stand up jokes, his nightclub years album. I must have listened to 10 times. Yeah, which a lot of people forget about. They forget about that that's, that that's where he came from. Laura and Jacob, I mean, were there comics that you looked at and you went, okay, I could do that. This is what I want to do that really sort of pushed you into it? I want to say there were comics I looked at and said, um, I could do that. But there were <laughs> comics I looked at and I said, they're talking about things that are familiar to me. I, I'm a big Jerry Seinfeld fan. I'm a big Sarah Silverman fan. Oh, they both yeah. happen to be Jewish. I don't think I realized until later in life that uh, that was part of the draw. Um, but yeah, they definitely both influenced me a, a lot, for sure. Actually, Jacob, one thing we asked the panel last week, we'll throw this over to you. If you had a comedy Mount Rushmore, those four people, who would that be for you? Oh, Carrot Top. Um, <laughs> Carrot Top and then uh, Jamie Foxx. Uh, I don't know. Um, Mitch Hedberg. <laughs> Two more. Come on. Karen Tom, Jamie Karen Fox. Tom, gotta... uh, Jamie Fox, uh, Rodney Dangerfield, and oh. uh, Ellen DeGeneres. 
<laughs> there you go. Ronan Geisler, who were people that you sort of looked looked at when you when you were coming up and decided this is something you wanted to give a try? Definitely like I like Jackie Mason a lot. Yeah. Definitely. And also um Rodney Dangerfield. He's definitely one of my favorites for sure. Carrot top. <laughs> <laughs> Carrot Top got a little resurgence this year. Yeah. When (laughs) I think the first time Carrot Top has trended in years was just this year when Norm Macdonald passed away because of that Conan clip. And that's the only reason why. Oh my God, yes. Right? Which is so funny. For hours we could watch Norm Macdonald just chairman of the board. But that was that was one of the all-time greatest clips. Uh before we go around and find out what the panel's been up to and where we can find all your stuff, uh Ronan, we'll throw it to you first. So this show, it's December 26th at Comedy Bar. Where can people find this online, get tickets, all that good stuff? Um, you can find tickets at comedybar.ca or jewishcomedyfestival.com. Um, there's a few tickets left. They might even be sold out, but um, we'll see if we might be able to do another show later. So, so we'll see what happens. We'll speak with Gary. That's perfect. Come out, Comedy Bar, December 26th. Come on out and complain. That's what he's... I'm yeah. out and complain. I love it. Speak your mind, bear your grievances. Jacob Belshin, where can people find your stuff online and what you've been working on? Um, I tour all around the country with the JT Comedy Tour. It's me, Andrew Packer, and Shay Dorena. They're two of the funniest young comics in the country. We'll be in Hamilton January 14th and 15th at Levity Comedy Club, Belleville January 21st at the Banquet Center, January 22nd. We'll be in Peterborough at the Market Hall. I'll just let other people say stuff, but there's a few. There we go. Just, well, I got it, to see their tour at the uh, I got to work with you guys at the Absolute that that week when you were there and it was great. I loved watching that show. So uh, thanks, I would highly recommend. There you go. High praise indeed. And you know, you can check out that show at Levity in Hamilton and uh, go, go meet Ronan's grandchildren. Uh, Simon Rakoff, <laughs> next, where can we, where can we find your stuff online? I know you got albums out and all that good stuff. Uh, SimonRakoff.com. I keep my calendar up to date so you can see where I'm working. Uh, my album is still available to download from, Amazon Music or Apple Music. It's called Surrounded by Idiots. And uh, uh, I liked it. Um, (laughs) Uh, I'm going to be doing, I'm hosting a Marvel versus DC roast at the Comedy Bar on the uh, 22nd, uh, I believe, of, uh, let me just make sure here. Yes, the 22nd of December. So uh, I'll be there doing that. But I'm always somewhere because... As I said, I need my fix. And things oh. are back again. Things are You're a comic are... book guy, Simon? Really? You didn't know with my Spider-Man t-shirt and mug and everything else in my life. Simon's okay, always branded with the Spider-Man stuff. Retrospect. Okay, why not? Hey. No, no, because they're all Jews, right? Look at the names. Spider-Man, Superman, Batman. <laughs> 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 I knew that about you. Well, I remember the mug very well and the t-shirt, of course. Uh, and of course, Laura Lebo, where can we find your stuff online and what you've been working on and where you'll be next? Yeah, please listen to my podcast, everybody. Uh, it's called A Few of My Favorite Jews. I bring on a guest. We talk about their favorite Jew. Simple. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. Did that sound too desperate? Please listen. Please, <laughs> but please do. Um, I will be uh, at the University of Waterloo on January 20th, um, studying for my finals because I'm 21 and also performing. And I will be uh, in Niagara Falls, January 21st and 22nd. 
Perfect. Okay. There we go. Come watch me. That is our panel. Thank you all so much. Don't forget, check out Jews Going Out of Business this December 6th at Comedy Bar. It's back. It's open. 26th. It's selling out. Yes, 26th. ComedyBar.ca. No, 26th. ComedyBar.ca. <laughs> Every show has been packed. Audiences are back. Live comedy is back. It's fantastic to see. But thank you again so much. Jacob Belshin, Laura Lebo, Ronan Geisler, and of course, the one and only Simon Rakoff. Hit up ComedyBar.ca for tickets. That is our panel. Don't forget, you can listen to all of our shows right back to the very beginning on Global News Online. We'll be back next week. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi, and you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week's Comedy Rx features Simon Rakoff. Had something interesting happen to me. I was somebody's first Jew. I hadn't been somebody's first Jew. Guy from a small town, obviously never met anybody Jewish. Met me, found out I was Jewish. He was amazed. Really? Jewish? Really? You're a Jew? Like in the Bible, but now? <laughs> What's that? Really? It's funny when people ask if I'm Jewish. Tells me a lot about them. Some people aren't crazy about Jews. I got this the other day. Are you Jewish? No offense. <laughs> None taken. Thanks. My favorite is still, are you of the Jewish persuasion? Because I get to answer yes. I was, I was eight days old when they persuaded me. And very persuasive it was. That's the law. Eight days, they circumcised the Jewish boys because by nine days, you've got the strength to fight them off. They get you early. And it's an amazing thing to watch the circumcision ritual. It's quite incredible because it's thousands of years old, but it's scientific. They take a little piece of cloth or cotton, they dip it in wine, they put it in the baby's mouth, he sucks on it, gets a little drunk, and then they cut. Which is why you don't meet a lot of Jews who are really heavy drinkers. 